Well, here's a line that blew me away this week in a coaching session when a gentleman said, Dan, we're living, but we're not dreaming. So the question then I have to ask, is there anything wrong with that? Are imagining things that are different than the life you have now or dreaming about an ideal life helpful or just a setup for disappointment? Do you enjoy dreaming or just find it unrealistic and impractical? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, it's Christmas time, the end of the year. So we're going to end the year talking about dreaming, talking about the life you want next year. Now, to me, that's a very natural process. But I want to kind of lean into some questions. Is it okay to dream or should you just be content with the life you have now? Is it realistic to dream or will you just end up disappointed and feel like a failure? Why was Joe, the main character in the movie Little Women, so frustrated with herself? I'm going to tell you here in a minute. Do you really want to be normal? All right, so our quotation comes from Henry David Thoreau, who said, If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he had imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. Now, that's been one of my motto quotations ever since I was a little kid. Advance confidently in the direction of my dreams, meet with a success unexpected in common hours. All right. Well, hey, if you got a questions, I'm going to be going back to questions. Got some really great questions in the queue that I can't wait to get to as we roll into the new year. If you want to add to the list, just go to 48days.com slash askdan. You can leave your question there. Be happy to include it. Resource for today. Now, this is a little different. Our resource is we want your listener feedback. So if you go to 48days.com slash feedback, Please, I really want you to do this. I really want to listen to you. This is always so helpful when I get your feedback. Take you about five minutes to go through it. You know, we love working to help people find or create work and a life they love. I've been doing this now for more than 20 years with books, weekly newsletter that goes out each Friday without fail. Started with a radio show, and then that turned into the long-running weekly podcast that I've got here. And I really have to believe that since my podcast consistently ranks in the top one half of 1%, it's because I listen to you, value your feedback. We want these resources, things I share here to help you. So if you can take five minutes to answer a few questions, it'll help us continue to be sharing things that I think will help you, encourage you in your own process, your own journey towards success. Now, we're going to be choosing eight winners from those who complete the survey to receive an autographed copy of my newest book, An Understanding Heart. And we're going to choose five winners from the pool of answers on Monday, December 27th, three winners on January 3rd, two winners on January 10th. Now, your name will be in there the whole time, but it obviously rewards those who take action quickly. So five winners, if you answer before December 27th for that 
new book. Plus, we got a very special gift for everybody. Anybody who finishes that survey gives us our feedback. Five of my favorite excerpts from my newest book, An Understanding Heart. I'm going to share a couple here today as I talk about this issue of following your dreams. But again, if you just go to 48days.com slash feedback, then you will you'll see that and get access instantly to those segments that I think you'll enjoy, plus an opportunity to win a real copy of the book. And of course, it's a pretty special book, I'll have to admit, with the simulated cover or leather cover and then color all the way through. It's got a satin bookmark. It's soft and pliable, comes in a beautiful box with quotations around it. I got a video testimonial this morning from Jesse Cole, owner of Savannah Bananas, and just a uh, uh, amazing testimonial he and his wife are reading through reading segments together in there and it helped him really shape a major concept their word for the year for 2023 i'm grateful for that anyway i'm going to end up today and asking you one important question i mean a question that could totally change your life if in fact you want any change from the life you're living right now okay so now clearly something prompted that opening question that i had Yes. Okay. Here's here's a setup. I was working with a gentleman, 47 years old, has professional training in a very respected industry, um, makes a wonderful income, four kids, a supportive wife, a beautiful house, great reputation in the community, and totally burned out by his own description. Now, as I always do, I start not with the job, not with the business, but with what would your dream life look like? We back into the work after defining what would your dream life look like? So I ask a question, you know, if we were meeting three years from today, what would have to happen during that three-year period for you to feel really happy about your progress? You know, and it's been difficult for him to respond to that. Things are okay and expected to be content with that. But he's required to be available around the clock with little chance to ever relax or get away. His boss is condescending, belittling, arrogant. When I push in even more about what would be an ideal life, what what would that look like in terms of work, play, time, freedom, income, etc.? He thought, and then he said, we're living, but we're not dreaming. I mean, I, I was so blown away. I backed up and asked him to repeat that again just to make sure I had heard him correctly. We're living but not dreaming. I mean, doesn't everyone dream? I mean, doesn't everyone think about reading books they've never read, going to places they've never been? I mean, maybe living in a house that you've thought about for years, spending your later years with no worries about adequate resources and time freedom to help others in new ways. I mean, isn't that common? And I think about the factors that have opened new doors of opportunity for me. And of course, I share here readily that the number one thing that has helped open new doors of opportunity has been the books that I've read. I mean, the books that I've had the privilege of going through and adapting the principles there, books like the classic Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, that's one I want my kids and grandkids to read. Because it has the power to make us someone others want to have around, someone they want to be on their team. It can teach us confidence, how to share our thoughts with clarity and conviction. Now, it's been around a long time. It was published back in 1936. 
You can buy a brand new copy on Amazon today for $10.50, or you can get a used copy for $2.99. So certainly no obstacle to getting the book. And yet I heard recently that less than one hundredth of one percent of the people in the world have read How to Win Friends and Influence People. So I have to remind myself, you know, maybe dreaming isn't so common after all. Maybe there are more people just living and not dreaming than I think. Now, I, I've got to add a note here. Obviously, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already in a very rare minority. You do think differently than most people. And chances are high you are a dreamer. I mean, I talk about that here week after week. You'd get bored hearing about it if you weren't wanting to do some of that yourself. Well, this reminds me of one of the stories in my newest book, An Understanding Heart. I want to share it with you. I titled it, I Just Don't Fit In. Now, Joanne and I have a tradition of watching the 1994 movie Little Women while we put up our Christmas tree and decorations. Joe, who was played by Winona Ryder brilliantly, the main character, is a creative, energetic young woman who finds it difficult to do the normal thing in her town and culture. Now, fortunately, she has a very insightful and understanding mother. After having just rejected a marriage proposal from her longtime boyfriend, Joe verbalizes her exasperation with herself. There's something wrong with me. I'll never fit in anywhere. To which her mother gently replies, you have so many extraordinary gifts. How could you expect to live an ordinary life? Oh my gosh, I love those words of wisdom. I mean, I typically stop the movie and just let that statement sink in. What a blessing to have a mother with that kind of insight. A mother who validates her daughter's uniqueness rather than squashing it. So do you have someone in your life who encourages your unique gifts? Someone who knows you'll never live an ordinary life. Or are you still experiencing pressure to do what is practical and realistic? Do you find it difficult to fit in? If so, maybe you just need to stop expecting to lead an ordinary life. I grew up in a farm in Ohio, just outside a little town that to this day does not have a traffic light. The expectation was that I would do the normal thing, marry a local girl, continue farming with my dad. But I could see more than milking cows and throwing hay bales. As a little boy, I envisioned being other places and doing work that rewarded thinking and writing rather than just raw physical effort. Now, fortunately, I found books that supported my dreams and visions, and I experimented with ways to not be normal. I purchased personal development programs from people like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, with titles like See You at the Top and Getting Rich in America. Those stretched my thinking and gave me the confidence to try ideas not common with my classmates. In attending my 40th high school reunion, I discovered that only two of those in my class of 30 left that little town, one of my previous girlfriends and me. The other 28 got local farm or factory jobs, put in their 30 years and retired. Clearly, there's something wrong with me. I didn't think I fit in back then but I'm glad I made the choice to not live an ordinary life. In Little Women, Joe's mother continues with, go embrace your liberty and see what wonderful things come of it. 
You know, maybe your destiny is not to accept an ordinary life with ordinary success, income, and fulfillment. Perhaps your path is to explore, create, embrace, and follow the road less traveled and live a truly extraordinary life. Now, today I love being a daddy and a papa. I get to encourage my children and now grandchildren to explore their extraordinary gifts. What a thrill to see their uniqueness being explored with songwriting, face painting, movie production, artistic drawings, book writing, and more. Maybe some will become teachers, farmers, or local factory workers, but it will be with the rich awareness of the full spectrum of their dreams and passions. My coaching schedule stays full with doctors, dentists, engineers, pastors, and more who were forbidden by well-meaning parents from exploring a broader range of options. They were not allowed to test their extraordinary gifts, but were pressured to be responsible and normal. However, their prestige and even significant income can never replace the feelings of joy, awe, and wonder that come from being fully alive. I want to encourage you to keep being abnormal. Only you can be you. In the book, Little Women, Louisa May Alcott said, I want to do something special, something heroic or wonderful that won't be forgotten after I'm dead. I don't know what, but I'm on the watch for it and mean to astonish you all someday. Right, I love that word. That's, that's the end of the, the segment. It's now, I love that word, astonish you. It's not a word we hear a lot. What are you doing to astonish people? What are you doing that's remarkable? In the little book Seth Godin wrote, Years ago, Purple Cow, kind of an unusual title, but the concept was you're driving down the road and you see brown cows and black cows and white cows. You know, they don't even get your attention. It's just so common. But a purple cow? Wow, you'd stop, jerk your head around and look at that again. Maybe stop the car and get out. Take a picture. Because it's so unusual. It's remarkable. What are you doing that's remarkable? Now, again, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you don't want to stand out. Maybe you don't want to be just average and normal. But I doubt it. Again, I doubt it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not content with mediocrity, not content with normal, not content with average. Hey, here's another segment. Going to roll right into this. Why can't you be normal? This just still tugged in my heart when I think about it, having worked with this lady. So I was working with a lady who was born in Vietnam So at two years old, her parents decided she would come to the United States, get a science degree, and assure her success. I mean, there were many times when her parents did not eat so she could. And then she was sent to California when she was 12. She slept on the couch of an unwelcoming, distant relative, got a job at a restaurant to pay her own expenses. But because of her grades and hustle, she now has a master's degree in engineering from UC Berkeley. She's been at the same company for 14 years in a male-dominated, toxic culture. But she makes $110,000 a year. She purposely wears black and white clothes, trying to be boring to fit in. Now, that's a quote from her, trying to be boring to fit in. She ends many days in tears, but has tried hard to do what she was told to do. Now, she's happily married, mother of two children, but she slowly realized there is much more of a world out there. In her own words, my daughter opened the door to my heart. 
Now, you can guess where this is going. In working together, this 37-year-old lady has begun to discover who she really is. The challenges of doing what was expected have totally overshadowed her authentic self. In our first session, she said, when I'm really busy, I don't have time to listen to my heart. Our exploration into her deep spiritual hunger and her desire to connect with others has given her an excitement and anticipation she never experienced. A couple weeks ago, she flew to Washington State for her fourth and final interview with Google. She says, I had one of the best days. I had so much fun solving math, discussing product design, brainstorming market strategies, envisioning. I love fun intellectual discussions. I loved everything about the interview, the interviewers, and the vast selection of free food and drinks on the Google campus. What smart and kind individuals that I met with. So now we're anticipating an offer. Her husband's excited, totally supportive a new family adventure, and of his wife's dramatically increased sense of purpose. And then I got a note from her a couple days after that. She says, a friend begged me to think of my family, not to uproot them and move them to a different location, to just put my head down and be normal, not to be ambitious. Can you be normal? Those are her words. She's a great friend, but her advice makes me sad. Is this all? Does life mean going to work? conforming, having a peaceful, uneventful life, raising kids, taking vacation, growing old to die? What about changing the world? What about making a difference? What about giving it all we've got and being our best possible self? I'm sure I will regret living a life like my friend advises. I think I can be a good parent while providing my kids with a great life and making a difference in the world. Life isn't an either or Can it be both? Dan, I need some encouragement and a reminder that this is just a temporary phase. I can discover and embark on a new exciting adventure while at the same time providing for my family. Can't I? Wow. You know, the same lady told me, again, I'm going away from the segment that I read from the book, but in thinking back, this lady told me that being an immigrant coming from another culture, And I hear this over and over and over again, the expectations of parents that totally override a child's uniqueness, their own desires, capabilities, dreams, and all that. But the parent's advice, she said, in her culture, you're either a doctor, a dentist, or a disappointment. I mean, I about fell through the floor when I heard that. Those are your choices, a doctor, a dentist, or disappointment. Well, fortunately, we know there's a whole lot of other options out there. A whole lot of other options out there. Well, there's a lot of issues. We could kind of break away from this, talk about the upper limit challenge and thinking, and what, what do we deserve? You know, how do we discern when we're striving to be all that God intended us to be versus when we're just pushing for selfish gain? That may be a thought that's going through some of your minds out there. I mean, how can we be confident that our goals are worthy and not just evidence of our own greed? I mean, what is enough enough? I mean, how do we deal with those voices around us telling us just to be normal? I mean, that's those are all things that are legitimate to ask, but then you work through those and figure out your own unique answers to those things. Now, most of you know, you hear me talk about it a lot. When I was a 13-year-old farm kid there in Ohio, I somehow got a copy of the little audio recording, The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. 
I mean, I, I listened to that. I mean, my income was what I got from selling excess sweet corn from our family garden for 30 cents a dozen or selling Christmas cards door to door at our farming community. And a release of that little record, the cost of that at the time was $15. I mean, that's about 150 bucks in today's dollars, incidentally. I'm not even sure. I don't remember the exact details of how I got the money scraped together to get that. But that little recording embedded in my mind a principle that has served me well then and continues today, that being these six words, we become what we think about. I mean, I decided to test that theory by controlling what I allowed into my mind. Wow, and because of the success of that first recording, that audio became the very first product of a company called Nightingale Conan out of Chicago. And I became a regular customer, even as a teenager, buying those old cassette tapes at the time, listening to the wisdom of Norman Vincent Peale, I mean, Dennis Waitley, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill, Jay Abraham, and a whole lot of others that I consider to be the masters of achievement. But it was that simple foundational message that kept me believing and moving ahead through good times and bad. We become what we think about. So even when things were bad, my goodness, I've had some experiences along the way as a sold-out entrepreneur that were not good. Believe me, it's not all been just a silver path upward. But in those bad times, I still believe that principle. We become what we think about. So if times are tough, if I let myself think about how tough things are, and yeah, I don't have money to pay the light bill, and we don't have food in, a ref- in the cabinets or whatever it is, if I start thinking about those things, I attract more of that into my life. I believe that principle. And that has just served me so well again and again and again. We become what we think about. So then, then a few years ago, the executives from Nightingale Conant, that company, contacted me about doing a product with them. I flew to Chicago, spent three days creating, and guess what the title was? Dream Job. I mean, that's a compilation of content from my books, 48 Days to the Work You Love, No More Dreaded Mondays, Wisdom Meets Passion. I mean, the thrill of being inducted into that group of the people, again, the people that I call the Masters of Achievement, was beyond description. And of course, today there are people like Brene Brown and Tony Robbins, Brendan Bouchard, a whole lot of people that are in that category. And my little product dream job is in there. Well, golly, the, the rest of the story is, is kind of this, you know, two years later, they told me they wanted to create an audio program uh, with just the top 25 authors from their 50 year history. And so what they say on their site is that they've had 50 years in the business of helping people reach their goals, exceed their potential, and achieve their dreams. To commemorate a half century of publishing the life-changing ideas that lead to success, we ask some of the greatest personal development minds of our time to share the thoughts, insights, and words of wisdom that have inspired and motivated their success journeys. That's an audio program, and that's an audio program that I can I can actually link to. You can find it on their site. It's author insights at the Nightingale Conant site. But I'm thrilled to be in that company. You know, the top 25 authors of all time in terms of customer response. But uh, I mean, what an honor to be included with people like Dr. Tony Alessandra, Vic Conant, Roger Dawson, Marshall Goldsmith, Tony Jerry, Bob Proctor. Tony Robbins, and more on that little audio recording. 
So if we just kind of reflect back on this, I'm going to kind of wrap up. You know, we're living, but not dreaming. Is there anything wrong with that? Are imagining things that are different than the life you have now or dreaming about an ideal life helpful or just a setup for disappointment? You know, what do you think? And you can include some of this in your in your feedback. Again, please do go to 48days.com slash feedback. I'm eager to see your feedback so we can continue to shape this and the other materials we make available for you. And again, I know you, you know now, I know now more than ever that we're in a small group. We're not the majority, never will be. If, if everybody adopted the practices we talk about here, I mean, the world would be a, a different place. Um, I love the path that we're able to choose and be on, but certainly not everybody is going to do that. So here's my question for you. You heard me mention it earlier. I'm going to leave you with this as the question, the question that I want you to think about. And it is this. If we were meeting three years from today, what would have to happen during that three-year period for you to feel happy about your progress? Just think about that. And there, there's no harm. It doesn't rock the boat. It doesn't jeopardize anything. I, I'm not saying burn the boat quit your job, anything. Just if we were meeting three years from today, what would have to have happened during that three-year period for you to feel happy about your progress? Hey, I want to wrap it up with that. Wow. I feel like this has been, again, I, I love getting your questions. I'm not going to go away from that. Next year, next week, I've got an interview with Mac McWilliams on his new book, turn your passions into profits. It's very rare that I have an outside guest on here because I so am committed to your questions. And if you had a question you want answered, just go to 48days.com slash ask Dan. I'll include it. That's my commitment. I do have an interview next week because it's so relevant to what we talk about here every week. But as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions, for being open to growing and being a powerful force for making the world a better place. I just want to encourage you right here at Christmas time. If you're listening to it, when it comes out, it is Christmas time. But what a great time to be grateful for the lives that we get to choose. We choose the lives that we want. Everything about them, we, we get to choose. But it's also a time to be grateful for that and show that by being generous. Other people, I've got a, a stack of envelopes with cards in them here in my desk for just people that I'll see this week, our yard people, the pool people, different people that come around, the gals that clean our house. I mean, what a joy to be able to just unexpectedly bless them this time of year. I know you're doing the same. So continue to be a person who invites other people into their dreams. You can do that. Not just some artificial mind game, but to imagine the life that you want to live. Stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create a work and a life that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.